This is the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to the NBL Show. Sam Hargraves joined by NBL champion Peter Hooley. Round 11 in the books. Pete, we've got some big changes due to the COVID situation in Brisbane that are affecting the schedule. We will work you through all of those before we finish up the show. Jack White to join us, former Duke captain uh, and now at Melbourne United and uh, was absolutely playing the house down, playing a pivotal role for Melbourne United before he got injured. So we're looking forward to having a chat to him as well. Pete, hello to you. Good to be back. And yeah, a lot going on. And again, we thought we were past it. COVID, we thought we were good. The smooth sailing to finish the NBL season and sport in general. But of course, it's just going to cause a few more headaches, but nothing that we can't get through. Yeah, it's, um, it is just, it's just one of those, like that person you know, that always wanted to have the last word. And just when you think that, that you, they're done, you don't hear any more, and, and we're getting it sorted, and we've had the argument... And they just chirp up again and you go, oh, still got to deal with you. I do not envy any of the professional sports that have to try and navigate through this with border closures, different states reacting differently with all the possible scenarios. It would be an absolute nightmare. Mm. But I believe most sports, including the NBL now, have put COVID protocols back on players around the country to make it easier to get to places with all these closures. Let's work our way through round 11 because there were some big results in it and we'll uh, update you on where the NBL ladder sits at the moment. But it all got started uh, on Thursday uh, in Bendigo. New Zealand Breakers, Melbourne United. It was a tight game. Uh, Melbourne got back on the winner's list. Uh, I think that was their second win in a row um, after arresting that form slump in the NBL Cup. And uh, But New Zealand Breakers continue to make teams earn wins against them. Oh, they do. And they had a pretty good solid case to, to win this game. And Melbourne United got it done when they had to. Some big plays down the stretch. Some technical fouls for New Zealand that really didn't help the cause. And yeah, some tough calls. But in the end, they're low on bodies. They've got a few guys injured and it's going to... You can see they're getting tired towards the end of games. And in the end, Melbourne United just did enough to get over the line. Mitch McCarron was fantastic. Uh, Jock Landau as well. So uh, just needed that win, and they'll be happy they got it. Yeah, they sort of shared the love, didn't they? McCarron, 16 points. Uh, Illy got 16, 12 for Jock Landau. Chris Golding, 13 points, but one of seven from outside. An off night uh, for him, which we're not ever really used to saying. Seven assists for Mitch McCarron as well to lead all comers, uh, and he had seven boards as well to pad and to lead that statistical category as well. And for New Zealand, 17 points for Finn Delaney. He's having a really good mm. back half of the year, and it started in the NBL Cup where he caught fire a, a couple of times. He was their leading scorer. Uh, Ty Webster was really well held through the night. Six points for him, 11 for Colton Iverson, uh, eight for Tom Abercrombie and uh, everybody's favourite Dane, the great Dane, uh, Rasmus Bark. Um, 12 points for him, 13 off the bench for uh, Jeremy Kendall. Um, Tom Abercrombie is the defensive player of the year right now. That's why Chris Golding struggled at the start of that game. Length. And his length, he has so many reasons, and I'm keep pushing that until he gets the award. But right now, he is the defensive player of the year in the competition. Who's his main competitors for that award, please? Justin Simon, Illawarra Hawks. He's putting his hand back yep. up, playing some really good defense. Sunday, Detch, Adelaide 36ers, and Mitch Norton. I think we've got to start talking about Mitch Norton as well. It's his role when he's... Just yes, so indeed. good at it that we think that we underestimate, underrate 
him, and I, he definitely deserves a nod. It would sort of only be fitting, wouldn't it, that the the award that's now known as the Damien Martin Award might probably go to a Perth Wildcat. They win everything else. I, uh, I did say on the show that I wanted him to pick it, and now I realise I can't do that because he would give it to Norto, who's probably <laughs> a worthy recipient. Uh, speaking of the Wildcats, 81-70. to 70, They just continue on uh, their winning ways. They're outright top of the ladder at the moment and just in brilliant form and uh, we'll get to their game against Sydney in just a moment, but uh, Illawarra finding it tough now. Um, started out with playing consistent basketball for the year. They'll win a couple and they lose a couple and they'll win a couple again. It's hard to get a, a read on them just at the moment. And uh, they still, though, sit inside that top three, uh, eight losses for the year, but it's now 10 and eight when it started out 4-0. and Hawks were, for the first 15 minutes of that game, or way better than the Wildcats, and mm. I thought we were onto something, and then they just ran out of gas, and a guy named Bryce Cotton decided to turn things up in the second half. But they can take a lot of positives out of the way they started that game. If they put 40 minutes of that together, we might be talking about a different result. Uh, Bullets lost uh, both games over this round, the first of which was the 76-81 loss to the New Zealand Breakers at home as Mm. well. Uh, Breakers' first win, uh, they had gone the previous four without registering a W. They finally get one. We know how tough a year it's been for them uh, being away from home since December, now hubbing in Tasmania, having to travel here, there and everywhere. And leading the way, Ty Webster back in form, double-double, 27 points, 10 assists. Yeah, that was a massive win, and I'm so glad the Breakers could get that win. But I, I didn't want to come in today, mate. You know why? I put the mozzie on Sobes, on Nathan Sobey. Since we spoke about his shooting, yes. he, he had struggled from the field last weekend in both games. And I'm going to take a lot of responsibility on that. We spoke to him and talked up how good his shooting had been and had a couple of rough games. He was he had the, the best three-point shooting percentage mm. just towards the end of the NBL Cup of the top 10 3 point shooters who had made the most three-pointers for the year. He had the best yep. shooting percentage. Mitch Creek actually had the best in the top 20. Mm. He was around 48%, but Nathan Sobey was around 45, 46. Um, from outside, he shot four of 11 in this game, which yeah. 36%, still not bad, but he, it's well again, below what he Tom had Abercrombie, Tom Abercrombie held him real quiet until the fourth quarter. He made two massive threes to send it into overtime, but didn't do much in the game leading up to that moment. Uh, in other games, we'll keep working our way through these. Um, well, the big one after that was the throwdown. Well, it was, and it was all Melbourne United, mm. wasn't it? I mean, now they've gone three in a row. Uh, they really played themselves out of form. Injuries helped during the NBL Cup. It didn't go according yep. to plan for them. But since then, uh, three in a row, um, they won both games in this round and uh, are looking the, the team that we've been expecting them to be. They have, and that's uh, that was Jack White's first game back. He only played 16 or so minutes, but he was terrific in that game. And we're going to talk to him, and I want to find out the transition of him coming from a high college program to what he's doing on a title contending team has been really terrific. Um, and I'm looking forward to having that chat with him. But the Melbourne United, they're doing what they have to do now, defensive identity. Says a lot about the Phoenix. 60 points is just not enough points, and... Without Mitch well, they were Creek, the number one scoring team in the exactly comp right. for a large part of this year, and that's going to be hard. without Mitch Creek. What happens? You can't have one guy step up and fill the void. You need multiple guys to do it. Bit of a log jam in that guard position. I wouldn't mind maybe in the next week or two having a chat to Simon Mitchell about how those things are going, how he's going to deal with all these guards. Yeah, and they just really couldn't find those bulk points anywhere, could mm. they? I mean, Cam Glidden led the way with 13. They got 12 from uh, Ben Moore, but that was the only double-figure scorers. Even Ryan Brokoff, who played 20 minutes in this game, only had the eight points, one of four from beyond. Uh, so they'll be hoping for better numbers from him as he just continues to find his way 
in the NBL. And, and for Melbourne United, 25 points. Chris Golding, as you said, five of nine mm. from downtown was huge. A big return uh, to his shooting stroke for him. And they got 12 from Mitch McCarron. They got 14 from Joe Luala Chul, who just continues to develop. And mm-hmm. we're just eagle. Don't know where the ceiling is for Joe Luala Chul. Oh, it's but massive. It's going to be. He's a guard in a, a big spot in the way he plays. Yeah. To watch him find it. He's going to keep going. He's been outstanding. But I tell you what, that throwdown, everybody started booing Chris Golding. You can't do that. He's the one man you cannot boo because he loves that. He loves and it. Narrowly Meadows interviewed him and said, What do you think? And he smiled and said, It's a bit of fun. Any game he goes into, the crowd boos him. He lights it up. Uh, Kings uh, lost to the Wildcats in a big way, and, and we were really enjoying some of the back and forth between uh, Bryce Cotton and Casper Ware. But Bryce Cotton came mm. up big with the 29 points. And. Um, he is just, I don't know, we, we thought Nathan Sobey for a while. We, there's other names that have come up, but surely he's the front runner now um, for the uh, the MVP. He 29 is. points, um, and he had four assists to go along with it. Um, Jarrell Martin led the Kings with 18, and um, John Mooney continues to put double-doubles on the board. Night in, night out, 13 points uh, and 18 rebounds for him. And Casper. Uh, after all the hype of that head-to-head, had a pretty quiet night. Six assists for Casper Weir. Yeah, you're spot on. Bryce Cotton is the MVP until someone can go and take it from him. And no one has done that. No one has managed to keep him silent for a whole game. That just speaks of how good he is. And the Wildcats. That game shocked me that how well they put that uh, beat down down on the Kings. I think the Kings have some playing some really good basketball. But Perth continue to roll. They certainly do. The last two games of the round. Cairns finally got a win. Uh, they'd lost their previous four, but a 79-65 to win over the 36ers who have lost their last five on the trot and it's starting to get a little ugly uh, for Adelaide. And then Illawarra at 96-72 to 72 last night in a win over the Bullets who have now lost two in a row. Wildcats, uh, sorry, Illawarra now won three out of the last five, but that form, as we said before, continues to be a little patchy. And what about the form of a man who is just ingratiating himself upon the mm. league. Just an extraordinary three-point shooter uh, is Tyler Harvey. How many last night, please? Eight of ten. And hurt himself a little bit and didn't play much in the last quarter, albeit a blowout. A little bit worrying because it was a non-contact. We hope it's nothing too serious. It might have been a little cramp or a little tweak. But he was on track for a 50-point game, and they stopped going to him, which as a fan, he, that really annoys you. But he is an absolute stud. He, he is. And when you look at three-pointers made... Um, He's averaging 3.12 a game. Um, Chris Golding, 3.42. But he's um, last time I checked, he'd made more than anybody. And uh, I would have been able to confirm that. But my laptop's just uh, <laughs> just decided to freeze at the moment. So we might have to come back to that. But, but he is uh, in all NBL conversations. He is. He's just a terrific offensive guard. Plateaued a little bit in the NBL Cup. You expect that. Teams are scouting him harder mm. now. Uh, but once he gets rolling, it's really tough to stop him. It is. Let's have a quick look at the ladder before we come back with Jack White uh, from Melbourne United. Wildcats on top have only lost four games for the year. They'd lost two going into the NBL Cup and have only lost twice since. Uh, They're on one hell of a run at the moment. 13 wins, four losses for them for the year. Melbourne United, after the three wins in a row, are back to 13-5 and and in outright second. Illawarra still in in third, but it's uh, on percentage. They are 10-8 and on the year from their 18 games, just up uh, on percentage from southeast Melbourne. Phoenix, who are in fourth, uh, and the Sydney Kings in fifth. And the Bullets, with those couple of losses in a row, drop outside the four uh, and to sixth on the ladder. Then come Adelaide. New Zealand and Cairns, New Zealand and Cairns with just five wins for the year, but Cairns have played three extra games than the Breakers. Uh, So that is the latter. Sam Hargraves, Pete Hooley with you. This is the NBL Show. We'll be back with Jack White 
uh, on the other side of this. And don't forget, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS Viceland, ESPN, SBS On Demand, and Twitch. All games before 7.30 will be on SBS Viceland. All games after will be on ESPN. All games will be streamed on SBS On Demand and Twitch. When we come back, uh, Jack White and then... The Hooli hierarchy as well to finish off before we look at the games for round 12 and give you an update on the schedule changes for that. You're listening to the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. We will take you through the Hooli hierarchy in just a moment. Who Pete Hooli thinks the top five ranked sides in the competition are. Uh, we'll also get a look ahead to round 12 and update you on the schedule changes. One game that is absolutely going ahead, though, and it is this Friday coming. Uh, April 2nd, Melbourne United plays Cairns at John Kane Arena, 5.30pm. It's a Good Friday game. $1 from every ticket sold gets donated to the Good Friday Appeal. Go to Ticketek to buy your tickets today. That is a fantastic cause, and if there's ever uh, not that you ever need uh, any other excuse to go to a Melbourne mm. United game, but if you're looking for something extra, just know that by doing so, you are doing a good deed and you are being a good human being. Um, they couldn't ask for another reason to go than that, Pete. Well, and there, well, there will be another reason because every dunk in that game is going to be a two grand donation from Sportsbet towards the Good Friday appeal, which is going to be awesome because the guy we're about to talk to should throw down a couple knowing that. Uh, we'd be hoping he does. We were devastated to see uh, the injury that he sustained in the dying seconds of an NBL Cup game against the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, Jack White had been a revelation right up there in the Rookie of the Year conversations. He's a former Duke captain. He captains Zion Williams, just to name one particular name. Uh, and he's been fantastic since joining Melbourne United. Made his return to basketball in the uh, dominant Melbourne United throwdown win over South East Melbourne Phoenix, and he's been good enough to jump on the line with us. Hello to you, Jack. Good afternoon, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, how is the trigger finger? It's still well, man. It's getting better and better uh, each and every day, um, so that's exciting. But, you know, just for me, happy to be out there with the fellas and, um, you know, hopefully try and get some more wins in the in the coming weeks. Well, it must be good to be able to come back in the throwdown. And a dominant throwdown win. And Something that really impressed me was watching that game and, the defensive identity was back for Melbourne United. That's what really set you apart at the start of the season. I know Dean Vickerman, that's something that he always implores, is so important. Lost that for a little bit during the NBL Cup, but how did it feel to be back out there? Did you notice a difference in that defensive identity from that game compared to the ones where you had to sit out? Um, I mean, a little bit. I mean, for me, I'm just trying to do my part out there and, and play hard. And, um, and for me, you know, coming back, especially after being out for four weeks, you know, I was just really enjoying my basketball being able to get back out there, on, out there on the court. And, you know, the fellas, obviously a big game showed up and um, a huge win for us. You know, obviously we dropped some games um, at the end of the cup and in, in the rounds uh, after that. But for us to, you know, come out and, you know, have the win that we did and make a statement, um, you know, I think was huge for us and puts us on a good trajectory um, for these next few weeks. Well, you talked about coming back to enjoy playing basketball. That's what you, you've shown that you're having fun out there. So how was it sitting back and watching your team lose a couple on the trot and all the outside noise and just being helpless to sitting there and just seeing it all go by? What were you doing as well like on the practice floor? What could you do to try and stay fit? Uh, not too much you can do shooting-wise with, uh, with a bad wing, but what did you do and, and how was your mindset sitting out of those games? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was tough and, you know, especially sitting there watching as, as we dropped some games that we probably could have won and ones that, you know, were 
a couple of possession games and, you know, we're tight ones. Um, and especially knowing that, you know, I could have been out there helping um, was, was tough as well. Um, but yeah, as you said, you know, the four weeks definitely still got a lot of work. And, you know, Nick Popovich, our, um, our strength coach was, was getting me right from the jump. Um, so yeah, a lot of, lot of work in the weight room and um, conditioning on the bike and, and running when I was able to do that. And then, Obviously, when the finger got good enough, you know, working that into um, some on-court workouts, which, yeah, as I said, you know, when, when I had two or three weeks away from touching a basketball and, and just playing, you know, it was just so much fun to, to be able to get back out there and, and work on my game. Hey, Jack, from Taralgon to the most famous uh, basketball college in the world, how does that happen? That's one hell of a journey. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I exactly knew the answer myself. Um, you know, I was just really lucky to be honest um you know I was up at the institute for a couple of years um as I finished high school and uh, Patrick Hunt actually is one of the the, the legends of our game in this country mm. founded the, the institute many years ago and he actually developed a, a really good relationship with um with coach K through international tournaments the Olympics and, and all that kind of stuff and I think he was actually the one that kind of put my name forward and encouraged him to have a look at me and yeah, obviously very lucky that, that that worked out the way it did and, yeah, wouldn't change that experience for anything. Well, you've played with some elite guys. I think Sam mentioned Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, all these guys. Have you ever seen or been a part of a guy, a game-breaker guy like Chris Golding? Now, we saw that in the throwdown and there was a lot of boos from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and everyone seems to boo him unless you're a Melbourne United fan, but he takes it to another level. When he starts feeling good, the shots that he makes are absurd. How does it feel to be a teammate? I got to witness it for a couple of years, but anyone else that you've played with that you kind of see those comparisons or felt similar, or is this something completely new? Um, I mean, you mentioned a few of the names, like the Zions, uh, even Luke Kennard when I was there, had some mm. crazy games for us. Uh, Grayson Allen could turn it on. Um, I mean, yeah, the list could go on and on, but yeah, for Chris, man, to be his teammate, it's just, it's just a lot of fun and, be able to learn from him and how he goes about his business is something I definitely don't take for granted. And um, yeah, when he's when he's on like he like he was on Saturday night, it's, it makes everyone else's job just so much easier. And um, uh, yeah, just his his contributions, you know, not only in that game offensively, but you know, just his leadership, his defense as well, you know, can just impact the game in so many ways. Um, so when he's clicking, you know, it's it's really good for our team. Tell us about the Zion Williamson experience. It's um, we're just seeing him now become already one of the biggest stars in the NBA. And he seems to be he just attracts a heap of attention. He is a turnstile ticker. Uh, everybody raving about him. Where's the ceiling? Have we seen it yet? And just a little bit of your experience in playing with him and what it was like. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been really cool to see him. Um, you know, make that transition to the NBA, and especially how he's doing it. You know, he's breaking records uh, left, right and centre. And the thing I always tell people about Zion and is a credit to him is obviously as good as he is on the court, you know, he's just as good as, just as good of a guy off it. Um, you know, he's just a great teammate, just a, an awesome guy to be around and um, super humble. And for him, you know, he's only 20 years old now and for him to be in the, the spotlight like he is, obviously just made an all-star team and have all this stuff going on in his life. You know, there's no one that I think would be more prepared to, to handle it all than him. So, him, you know, I think he's only just scratching the surface. He's, you know, he's a hard worker. He loves to improve his game. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait to see, you know, what the rest of his career holds for him. 
Uh, we're looking forward to that. But we're also really looking forward to seeing uh, where you get in your career. We've got no doubt that there's uh, higher honours awaiting, but we're wrapped just to see what you're putting out there for Melbourne United. And it already made a big difference for them having you back. Jack, we really appreciate you giving us some time. Good luck. You've got a couple of games against Cairns coming up. Perth are really uh, throwing the gauntlet down to the rest of the competition, but we know Melbourne United are up for the fight and it all starts uh, Friday night. It's going to be a great second half of the year, mate. Enjoy. For sure. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Jack White, uh, we'd love to spend even longer with him, Pete Hooley, because just even the the fact that he was captain of, of the biggest basketball university to, to, to have spent the time he did with uh, coach K, who's an Olympic coach, um, we will have to get him back for a longer form chat. Uh, it's, I reckon it'd be fascinating just to hear more about that experience that he he went through at Duke. Hundred percent. I think we've got to get him in the studio before the end of the year to have that. Absolutely. To have those breakdowns. Coach K speaks so highly of him, and to give him that captaincy. And so does Zion. Give him a captaincy not over guys like that. And he mentioned a couple others we forgot about. Grace Nell, Luke Kennard. Cam Reddish. They're balling. There's yep. guys here in the NBA balling. To be able to have him as a leader for those guys just speaks one. He will be a captain of Australia one day. Uh, and you can see that man in action. And go and enjoy him while we've got him in the NBL. Melbourne United, Cairns, Taipans, John Kane Arena, 5.30 p.m. Friday. Good Friday. dollar for every ticket sold gets donated to the Good Friday Appeal. Ticket Tech to buy your tickets today. Uh, just quickly, Pete, on the res- games to be rescheduled. Illawarra now plays South East Melbourne Phoenix this Thursday, April 1st. Uh, Win Entertainment Centre. Perth Wildcats will now play Sydney at RAC Arena. Uh, the game between the Brisbane Bullets and South East Melbourne Phoenix scheduled to be played this Friday, now being postponed. And the game between Melbourne United and Cairns at John Kane uh, will go ahead as normal, as we've just said. Uh, the other announcements that have come through today from a scheduling change point of view, Friday, April 2nd, Brisbane Bullets, South East Melbourne Phoenix, that's been postponed, as we just mentioned. April 5th, Bullets versus Wildcats, Nice Arena postponed. Tuesday, April 6th, uh, Sky, uh, New Zealand Breakers, Adelaide 36 is at the Silverdome. That's been postponed. So too has the Breakers and the Wildcats on April 10th at the Silverdome as well. Adelaide will now host a home game against Perth at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre on Saturday, April 10th. And Melbourne will host Brisbane at John Kane on Monday, April 12th. There's also been a number of changes to opponents for the games across rounds 12 to 14. So we will go through the schedule now, Pete, in the limited time that we have left, and we will quickly get your uh, Hooli hierarchy. But the games for round 12, Illawarra, South East Melbourne this Thursday, Perth and Sydney Thursday as well, Melbourne United and Cairns uh, on Friday night, and then Saturday, Sydney and Brisbane uh, in Sydney, Adelaide and Illawarra at Adelaide, South East Melbourne, Phoenix and the Breakers at John Kane on Sunday. Sunday also has the Cairns, Taipans taking on Melbourne United. That game back in Cairns, though, and that is round 12. So make sure you check the NBL website to get all the details of the schedule changes. Let's finish up with your Hooli hierarchy. Well, the guy we spoke to, Melbourne United and Perth Wildcats, it's those two up the top, and then there's a bit of a gap. Uh, and I think Illawarra is going to start to string some things together. I think they're starting to find what they need to do. Bullets need Vic Law back. He's been hurt. They need mm. him back as quick as possible. They've looked really bad without him. And the Phoenix, I don't, they're not in my hierarchy. Without Mitch Creek, they've just got to find an identity. We need Ryan Brockhoff that we expected. He played 20 minutes, but he's got to play longer minutes. He plays mm. three minutes, sits down three minutes. You can't get your groove back. Maybe we'll tell Simon Mitchell. Just play him. Just throw him out there for 35 minutes. Let, hashtag, let Brokoff out. <laughs> Ooh, or let, oh. let Brokoff play. Let Brokoff play. Let RB play. Yeah, something. We'll get something. We'll, we, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get a whiteboard session uh, to sort <laughs> that out. But uh, we think the message itself is fundamentally clear. Uh, mate, always a pleasure to spend uh, 
a bit of time on a Tuesday night talking uh, NBL with you. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, mate. Uh, that is it for us at the NBL show for another week. And remember, uh, you can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS Viceland, ESPN, SBS On Demand, and Twitch all games before 7.30 on SBS Viceland, all games after 7.30 on ESPN. All games will be streamed on SBS On Demand and Twitch. Have a great weekend. Get around the Good Friday Appeal, Melbourne United and Cairns Taipans as well. Tickets at Ticket Tech. Sam Hargraves, Pete Hooley. More Sporting Capital up next on SEN.